0: Greetings fellow tech seekers, Sean from Silicon Theory here, and this is Silicon Theory Radio. Wherever it is that you're catching us, whether it's on Anchor.fm or your favorite podcast player, we thank you for listening. And today's show is a little bit late. Uh, Normally we broadcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Today, as you're listening to this, as I'm recording this, is none of those days. It's actually Tuesday. Sorry about that. Had, uh, still have actually some uh, weirdness going on at the office. Uh, I'm involved in a technical uh, proof of concept program. So, doing some uh, internet research and testing for our organization and uh, kind of took up a lot of my time yesterday morning. And I was in very, very early. So, Sorry about that, but I did want to follow up on one of last week's episodes, so uh, in case you've been living under a rock or uh, don't necessarily have a connection to the internet, uh, you probably heard about the Apple announcements last week, some big stuff and some big deals going on there. Monday was the uh, release date for a number of different softwares for Apple, including uh, iOS 12 for iPhone watch os 5 for apple watch and uh, TVOS os uh, 4 i believe but let's be honest who cares um, so in terms of how this impacts the technology world so uh, i saw a couple of uh, interesting bits on twitter and this is probably one of the most uh telling things about apple and their vertical integration is someone managed to get ios 12 for an iphone 5s which is a very old iphone and uh i'm i would be surprised if it ran very well but it's actually still available so uh for all of android's attempts at integration fragmentation is still kind of a problem uh, there are many OEMs who, even though Google releases the software, will not make it available, will not push those updates to their end users. And it's not necessarily Google's fault, but it is a failure of the Android platform in general to not have as many people as possible on their latest and greatest software. Now, you can eliminate these issues by participating in the Pixel program. Pixel 1, Pixel 2, Pixel 3, which will be available in October, all are able to receive software software updates, excuse me, directly from Google And uh, I'm on Android Pie right now, 9.0, with both my OG Pixel and my Pixel 2 XL. And presumably the Pixel 3 will come with either 9.0 or 9.1, depending on what Google wants to do with the finished product. So, still an interesting tidbit of note. And uh, kind of the star of the show for Apple was the Apple Watch. That seems to be kind of the big uh, buzz around the tech world these last couple of days is how very... Uh, unique in how very uh, evolved the Apple Watch Series 4 has become. So in its latest iteration offers 30% more screen space. It's got a slightly thinner chassis and that hopefully will help it become more ubiquitous on people's wrists. It is definitely the most purchased, the most worn wearable in the world, which really isn't saying a ton, but that does mean that Apple has cornered a market that barely a market to begin with, and that's a good thing for Apple. Series 4 also introduces some really interesting health and fitness technologies, and I listened to the Vergecast the other day, and Neil, brought up a very interesting point, and it was something that I wanted to reiterate on our show, and that's wearables are still kind of in their infancy, even though Apple's gone through four versions or four series iterations of their Apple Watch. It is still very much largely an unfinished product, and wearables are an unfinished product in general because not a ton of people have adopted them yet. However, for those that have, Apple has evolved the watch into what perhaps all fitness wearables or, excuse me, what all wearables should be, which is basic health and fitness, as well as notifications and other generic information. Their original idea of having it be everything to everyone was not really great and again because the wearables industry is still in its infancy I don't think a ton of people are going to try and buy the watch and say okay I need it to completely replace my phone because that's not going to happen although subsequent variants of the iPhone now have cellular slash LTE connectivity so you can do more with them and you don't necessarily need to have your iPhone with you for most things or a lot of things but they are still an appendage right now But having evolved them into the space where they're at right now, they can really do a lot with focusing on health and fitness. And yes, these are two different things. So general health is making sure that, (coughs) excuse me, speaking of general health, my throat is really dry. Gotta have some coffee. So general health is things like measuring your heart rate, making sure that in the newest version of the Apple Watch, if you have... A diagnosed heart condition or even if you don't and you think you may be having heart issues you can use the built-in ecg electrocardiogram you can have the apple watch monitor your heart rate for irregular heart rates uh, atrial fibrillation and other heart anomalies that could be detected by both the optical sensor as well as the other sensors that apple has built in and that includes gyroscopes and accelerometers to stop uh, to Not stop, but to basically keep track of if you were to slip, trip, or fall. That was another big point during Apple's keynote about the Apple Watch is that they can now detect based on the unique motion of the arm in specific directions and the speed at which those arms move, you can detect slip, trips, and falls. So that's another health benefit. Uh, And in some instances, if you have LTE or your phone nearby, the device will actually call for help if it detects that you've been immobile for a longer than a minute Uh, which I find hilarious because in my mind I was thinking, I come home from work, it's a long day, I'm tired, I just want to get to sleep, and I throw myself onto the couch and fall asleep immediately, and the Apple Watch thinks that I've fallen and can't get up and then dials 911, and I'm awoken from my slumber by emergency services trying to revive me when I'm not dead. Um, I doubt that that'll happen in practice, but it is kind of an interesting use case. Anywho, the longest story short is that health being separated out from fitness and by fitness we mean run tracking and exercise tracking and GPS and all of the other things that are built into tracking the different kinds of workouts so things like swimming and hiking and now have their own tracking uh, metrics yoga does too and they made a big point about separating the fitness portion from the health portion and then you of course have larger displays more watch faces more colors all of the things that you would come to expect from apple but they're really trying to drive their wearable into a very specific segment and it has evolved it's gone from a be everything to everyone to these are the three or four very specific things that it does really really well and you should buy an apple watch if you're an iphone user and you want to have a device that helps you with these three or four things and so we come to the long-winded end of this discussion which is as you probably heard from last week's show I told you not to buy an Apple Watch and to wait because Series 4 was coming out. And I did. I waited. But then, after Series 4 came out, I went out and bought an Apple Watch. Now, I bought the Series 3 because, one, I could get a much better deal on it, I think I got... Uh, something like $75 off of the initial uh, list price. And uh, it's GPS only, so that's the slightly less expensive model to begin with. And I don't really need any of the additional features that the Series 4 comes with. The display is fine. The processor is still fine. The uh, other health and related fitness uh, software features are coming with WatchOS 5, anyways, so I don't really need the additional hardware advantages, and I also ended up saving, you know, a couple hundred bucks in the process. So I have an Apple Watch. I'm going to be testing it out. So far, what I can say is, for people who are outdoorsy and fitness enthusiasts, it's pretty slick. With an iPhone's integration, you can have. When you're listening to music through your headphones, whether they're AirPods or something else, the music player controls right on your wrist. You can fast forward, pause, increase or decrease volume. That's really, really handy without having to take your phone out of your pocket. And as a case study, I went for a run this morning. My normal right around three miles, and I was able to start, stop and view all of the data right from my wrist without having to pull my phone out of my pocket. And I don't really need to take my iPhone on the run because the built-in GPS will track it. However, I do enjoy listening to music, so I had to have my phone come along with me for that. So regardless, the integration, the vertical integration with hardware, software, and the actual individual components of the integration. So you have AirPods for headphones, you have an iPhone for your phone, you have Apple watch for watch, all of those things mesh together seamlessly, and are independent from each other, but also layer on top of each other to make the experience uh, a much more pleasurable one. So I will be keeping track of how much or how little I use the Apple watch in the coming days. I'm going to attempt. To make it also a sleep tracking wearable. I bought an app for that express purpose. I'm gonna be taking the iOS or excuse me, the TV OS 5 update today. I took the iOS 12 update for my iPhone 6S yesterday. So I'm gonna be having some more information on that in the coming days as well. So if you're an Apple fan, you can listen to an Android enthusiast take on what Apple does right, doesn't do right, and maybe talk about what it might take me to get what it might take to get me to switch. Thanks for listening to today's show. Sorry it's a little bit uneven. I am, uh, as you heard, probably still uh, needing quite a bit of coffee. One of my daughters was uh, ill this morning, woke up about 3 a.m., coughing significantly. And uh, after getting her to go back to sleep, I couldn't. So my run that I spoke of this morning was taken around 4 a.m. So bully for me. Hopefully I make it through the rest of the day without uh, collapsing asleep. Uh, No promises, though. Thanks again for listening. And remember, you can find all of our content over at SiliconTheory.com. Follow us on social if you're into that kind of thing. We are at Silicon Theory on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our YouTube channel. We are YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Got some interesting information about the Pixel Ultra rumors up there right now, as well as a few other choice items regarding the Note 9, three things you should consider before buying. Uh, So make sure you head on over, subscribe, and check those out as well. Take care, everybody, and remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.